feel pretty good. I feel like it's pretty. I, I feel. I, I feel good. I feel like it's pretty normal. Whatever the normal is nowadays, you know. Uh, my disagreement was that we we were requesting to immediately go into phase three before we'd even completed phase two. San Diego accelerates the process of reopening restaurants and businesses, but some think we're moving a little too fast. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. In just a moment, we'll hear from County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher about why he voted against San Diego's push to move up the timeline for recovery. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Thursday, May 21st. For the first time in more than two months, some San Diego restaurants are open for dine-in. Governor Gavin Newsom approved the county's request to move forward with Phase 2 of the reopening plan. Retail businesses can now open their stores for shopping as well. County leaders credited San Diegans for following social distancing and facial covering orders, allowing this major step forward. This is really good news because it's going to allow the citizens of San Diego County and certain segments of our, of our community to get back to a, a little bit more of a normal lifestyle. We certainly look forward to future reopenings, but uh, what has been announced now is going to certainly provide jobs and allow people to boost the economy by supporting their local businesses. The county has also asked the governor to allow a pilot program on some Phase 3 reopenings. The governor has not yet given an answer. As San Diego restaurants welcome customers back for sit-down dining for the first time in two months, there are some new rules to follow. 10 News reporter Jennifer De La Cruz found a lot of people who are eager to dig in. Under new safety guidelines, tables are spaced six feet apart, servers are all wearing masks and are wiping down tables after each guest. Spacing for sure, but I think people are sitting longer now because no one has anywhere to go. That's what I've noticed. I was like, people are sitting here forever now. After months of stay-at-home orders, guests aren't taking this for granted. But, but come with an open mind if you actually do want to be out and you want to enjoy a drink or two. Like, it is, I think it's pretty safe. Yeah, I guess don't be afraid. Like, enjoy the sun and, and the ocean. But not every restaurant is taking that leap. Atypical Waffle Company in North Park is choosing to not open right away. Yes, we could, like, spend stay, stay awake this, tonight and do it all. It makes it feel really urgent that you need to do it because they're allowing us to do it. But we're trying to take a step back and be like, okay, let's make sure we're doing this right. They're hoping to be open by the end of next week. Meanwhile, in Mission Beach, several restaurants are back open just in time for the holiday weekend. In Mission Beach, Jennifer Dela Cruz, 10 News. More than 1,200 California pastors have vowed to hold in-person church services on Pentecost Sunday. Each signed a declaration of essentiality. It argues churches are an essential service despite the state's moratorium on religious gatherings. Right now, churches aren't allowed to reopen until Phase 3. We're currently in an accelerated Phase 2. Many have filed legal challenges to the governor's moratorium. Pastors are vowing to move forward with services on May 31st. A new poll suggests a lot of Americans are worried about the country reopening. According to the Associated Press, 83% of people worry lifting restrictions where they live will lead to more infections. Overall, 54% were concerned it would lead to a spike nationally. 80% say it should be essential for someone to return to quarantine if they're exposed to the virus. There have been at least two local cases of children with the mysterious illness possibly linked to COVID-19. Both are now back home. The symptoms are similar to Kawasaki disease. Dr. Jane Burns from Rady Children's Hospital broke down what parents should look for. 
basically it's high fever, and in the days that follow the onset of the fever, it's associated with bloodshot eyes, red cracked lips, redness inside the mouth, a rash over the body, swollen hands and feet, and perhaps red palms and soles, and in some cases, a swollen lymph node in the neck of the child. So how concerned should parents be at this point about the risk to their children? If children show these signs, these physical signs that the parents can easily see, they need to be taken to a healthcare facility that's familiar with Kawasaki disease. All of these patients must be treated in the hospital because they need to have an evaluation of their heart because that's the most serious complication of Kawasaki disease and this new spectrum of disease. The very severe cases that you're hearing from hearing about from other parts of the country are children who are in shock, and this is an emergent situation where these children have to immediately be taken to the emergency room, and that's really a 911 situation. But the bottom line is don't wait at home. If you're seeing some of these signs, please go into in our community, Rady Children's Hospital Emergency Room, and have your child evaluated because the milder form of this can progress to the more severe form, and all of these children need to be treated in the hospital. That was Dr. Jane Burns from Rady Children's Hospital. Unemployment in San Diego County is at an all-time high. According to Sandeg, the jobless rate in our region is now 30%. As of March 9th, Logan Heights had the highest unemployment rate in the county at 42%. It was followed by the college area, Golden Hill, City Heights, and San Ysidro. 460,000 San Diegans have lost their jobs just since March 7th when the pandemic began. TSA is rolling out new airport screening procedures to limit physical contact and increase social distancing. 10 News reporter Jennifer Kastner spoke to a local frequent flyer who's preparing for these major changes. TSA says that with the Memorial Day holiday weekend kicking off the start of summer, they're preparing for a very different travel season given the evolving pandemic. All airport visitors, passengers, and employees are required to wear a face mask. Before the lockdown, I was traveling every week, at least one city, sometimes two cities a week. Jeff Guter from San Diego travels the country as a management consultant. Because of the pandemic, he hasn't flown in more than 70 days. I'm flying for the first time next week. He's preparing for TSA's new screening procedures, but has concerns about how the general population will do. When the non-business travelers start to become more present at the airport, that's when I think it's going to create a lot of issues in terms of just the lines in general. Here are the checkpoint changes. Agents will wear facial protection and travelers are encouraged to do the same. Travelers will practice social distancing with spacing reminders on the floors and staggering in the use of lanes. Passengers will keep their own boarding passes, placing them on pass readers for scanning and then holding them up for agents to visually inspect. They will have to separate food for x-ray screening, placing their carry-on food into a clear plastic bag and then into a bin. Food can often trigger alarms during screening. Travelers will be encouraged to remove belts, wallets, keys, and phones and put them directly in their carry-ons rather than the bins. And now TSA is allowing one hand sanitizer container up to 12 ounces per passenger in carry-ons. It must be removed from the carry-on before screening. People are really adaptive, especially the people that travel a lot. Um, So it will become normal like it did after 9-11 when we had to do 
to see all the other changes, it just became normal again. For facial covering in the airport. Thank you. TSA reports it already began implementing these changes, with more to be implemented nationwide by mid-June. Jennifer Kastner, 10 News. We saw lots of excitement today about San Diego's progression into the later stages of Phase 2 recovery, including the first opening of dine-in restaurants. Now the county is pushing for the faster reopening of hair salons and other businesses with a greater amount of person-to-person contact. But not everyone agrees we should be moving quite so fast. Earlier, County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher, who voted against the accelerated reopening plan sent to the governor, spoke to 10 News anchor Virginia Cha. Dr. Wooten suggested yesterday that the county could handle a pilot program for phase three at this time. But is your disagreement only with the timing? Well, I think we all know we're going to get to phase three. The governor has alluded to uh, he thinks it'll begin in early June, which is, is literally just over a week away. Uh, my disagreement was that we we were requesting to immediately go into phase three before we'd even completed phase two, and and I just think that all of the, the the lessons out there is we need to take this in phases, we need to take this in stages, we need to do it responsibly. Uh, so I, I am comfortable in, in 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 our ability to go into stage two to get all of those businesses up and running, uh, take a look at the impacts, and then prepare to go into stage three in June. Uh, I just didn't think it made sense to ask the state to let us to go into stage three when we hadn't even completed stage two yet. And, you know, let's clarify for folks who aren't quite sure what the pilot program entails. So we've been hearing a lot about salons as well as gyms. Would those things be the only types of businesses that this pilot program would allow to reopen should they get approval? Because we know that concert venues as well as nightclubs are also listed under phase three. So how would that work? Well, there was a long list of, of businesses that were submitted, and they represent some of the ones that have the, the highest intensity and duration. Uh, individuals who are in close proximity to one another, uh, they can't physically distance, uh, and they will be in that space for a considerable amount of time. So they're the ones that are a little bit riskier, which is why they are uh, in stage three. We will get there. Again, the governor has alluded to, he thinks that as a state, we will get there in early June. That is literally 10 days away. Uh, I, I think it's it's okay for us to do this in phases and do this in stages and, you know, not only allow our businesses to open smoothly, but continue to monitor any impact on our healthcare system, uh, continue to monitor any impact on, on cases. It's also important to note that there is a lag or delay between actions and, and when the spread of coronavirus will actually show up in any of the testing or reports we have. Uh, and so I think doing this thoughtfully and responsibly Uh, is not only the right thing for public health, it's the right thing for our economy to ensure that we can continue to move forward. Other than this, generally speaking, are you happy with the pace at which we're moving in terms of reopening? Well, I am. I'm pleased with the pace at which we're actually moving, uh, the things that we're actually doing. Uh, I think the governor has done a really good job of of guiding the state through this, uh, recognizing that very small rural counties could move earlier and faster, uh, now coming back and providing some allowances uh, for some of the larger, more urban counties to be able to, to move through uh, and continuing us on this trajectory. You know, in some ways, we're a victim of our own success and that we had such incredible success early because we started early and we saw so much widespread adherence uh, that we did not see significant spikes in cases. We didn't see our health care systems overwhelmed. Uh, but if you want to look at the nature of how contagious this is, look at the situation in congregate care settings where we've seen uh, many, many, many outbreaks uh, because when large numbers of folks gather together, uh, we know that this can spread. And so we want to continue to make sure we do this responsibly 
and thoughtfully. Uh, and we want to make sure that we continue to have the, the public support behind the actions that we think will limit the spread. All right, County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher, thank you so much. We appreciate your, your time. Thank you. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus, getting back on our feet, finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.